Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. A little background to this story. I'm a 28-year-old female, and I'm a dog walker slash pet sitter by trade. Some of the dogs that I walk have reactivity issues, as did this one dog, a pit lab mix. She used to be a bad puller, along with being incredibly reactive to other dogs on leash the moment that she'd see them. Through lots of work and training with her, she's come a long way with her reactivity to the point it really isn't even an issue anymore. Even when other owners' carelessness allows their dogs to get too close for comfort. On this one walk, she was an absolute dream the whole time. Past multiple dogs without issue, she would just look at me for her treat that she knew she was going to get if she were good. We turned down a side street that looked completely vacant at that time, so I could give her some more relaxed walking time. And all went well for a while. Not a soul in sight. Until there was. While I'm usually very good at keeping my head on a swivel as some of my walks are not in the safest areas of my town. This guy took me by surprise. I don't know how he did it, but he got about two, maybe three feet behind us without me or my dog knowing that he was there. When all of a sudden he shouted something unintelligible, I could only make out the last two words. Your dog. Immediately my dog, with no prior history of human reactivity, got between us and started growling, snapping, and lunging aggressively at this man. I'm a petite and vertically challenged woman at only five foot two, and I'd guess that this man was close to six foot six at the very least, and incredibly muscular. When I first turned to face him, it looked as if he had a sly grin upon his face, and while it was dark enough out that I couldn't make out a lot of his features, I could certainly see the little bit of light we had glint off of his teeth. That smirk only lasted a moment, though. As soon as he saw my dog trying to attack him, as well as me struggling to hold her back, he threw his arms up and bolted across the street without another word, disappearing quickly down an adjacent alley. I've never praised a dog for reactivity until that very moment. I gave her all the treats I had left in my pocket, took her home and told her owner what had just happened, and how her dog may have just saved my life. Of course, I hope that I'm wrong. Maybe the guy was just slow or terrible with social cues, but neither the dog nor I got that impression that night. Needless to say, she's by far my favorite client dog. I go on walks with her still every week, but we haven't gone down that street again while there are no people about. I'm beyond blessed to have her and to get to walk her weekly, but I do hope that I never meet the your dog guy again. I wanted to get on here and share this story while it's still fresh in my mind. Maybe you all can help me make sense of what's going on. This all started a couple of days ago, July 5th, where I'd gotten a random call from quote, FedEx, around 10pm, where they would ask me for my name and address. I ship a lot of things through FedEx, and I have a lot of deliveries to me from FedEx, so I knew they already had my information. I stupidly gave up my info, 
thinking that it might be a package that was lost and somehow found its way back to my house. Hindsight, I should have known FedEx doesn't deliver past 8pm, and that red flags should have been waving, and warning bells should have been going off in my head. I didn't think anything of it until I got another phone call saying that they can't find my unit number and asked me to come out to the roundabout near my place. My father thought this was a weird request, so he patrolled the area looking for these supposed delivery people. My dad did around four laps. The first lap, there was nothing there. But then I got curious and joined him for the second lap. Yet again, nothing. I went back into my home as my dad did a third lap around the house. He found a nondescript gray SUV at the corner and confronted them. They told my dad that they weren't delivery people and my dad left to do another confirmation check. As he was doing his final lap, that same SUV was no longer there. The next day, July 6th, somewhere between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m., we hear the doorbell ring as I go down to check it out. It was two individuals, probably around the ages of 20. They knew my name and were calling out for me, but I had no idea who either of these guys were. I thought it was absolutely weird because I'd never seen them before. I didn't feel safe, so I obviously didn't open the door to them. But they came back, over and over again, using the same tactic. Eventually we called the police and talked about what we should do. The cops told me to call them back if this were to happen again. The next night, July 7th, it was very quiet, nothing weird happened, so we thought that the worst had ended, and whatever prank this was, or whatever it was, had just fizzled out. But the next day, July 8th, it was the same type of quietness, but as 11pm approached, my security camera spotted an individual with a mask on, taking photos or videos of my house. This was the breaking point for us. We called the police and informed them about this weird behavior. They didn't send a car or officers out that night, but they did take a report. And while we weren't 100% satisfied with the result, we did try to put this out of our minds. I had a hard time falling asleep that night, so I was casually just lying in the living room around 3 a.m. when I heard something thunk outside of my balcony. I thought it could have been anything and didn't mind it, until it thunked again. I went to the balcony to go see what I was hearing, and that's when it clicked. When I pulled the curtain back to get an eye on what it was that I was hearing, I'm met by the silhouette of a man pressed up against the glass sliding door, attempting to pry the handle of the door open. I was face to face with a potential intruder. This is when I began to scream for my life, yelling for my family for backup. The moment that I began to scream, whoever was on the other side of that glass door quickly abandoned their plan before hopping over the rail and escaping out of sight. I'm thankful, albeit a little bit freaked out, that I checked the balcony that morning. Who knows what would have happened if they gained entrance into the house. It's now July 9th, and I haven't gotten a wink of sleep in these last few days, thinking of the terror that I faced. Was I randomly selected for a home invasion? How did they get my name? What do you think they wanted from me? While I'm content to not know the answer to any of these questions, I still can't help but wonder.
I didn't know where to post this. This story happened to me just a few days back, and it makes my blood run cold to think about it. My kid, two years old, has been running out the back door and having us chase her. It's a naughty habit, and it can be quite scary when she bolts out the door. So she did that again as I ran out right after her, calling her name, telling her to wait for mommy. She's just gone down the deck stairs, and I'm right there behind her when, bam, 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 gunshots, and a man running right in front of us in the alley behind my house, with a small silver handgun pointed down the alley behind him. He's in a black pleather jacket and a green hoodie. Can't be much older than a teenager, but he has a determined, confident, unflappable air to him that sends chills down my spine. I'm having a hard time even describing it. He is so close that there isn't time to do anything more than grab my child and duck behind the chicken coop behind my house. I guess I figured he'd keep running down the alley and we could crouch there till he disappeared. Only he doesn't. He hangs a hard left and jumps my neighbor's fence, the neighbor whose yard borders my chicken enclosure. This guy walks within feet of us, begins to exit by the neighbor's gate. Then, and this moment will stay with me for eternity, he hears my toddler's scream crying, the only sound around at that moment. He stops dead in his tracks with his hand on his gun, turns to look for the source of the crying. I can't hide any more than I'm hiding, and if he turns his head an inch more, I'm sure that he'll see us. Somehow, I squeeze and lean just enough out of sight that he just doesn't see us. There was something in his very calm energy that absolutely petrified me. A shooter who's just had a gun battle in the middle of the day in a little family neighborhood seems to give no fucks naturally if others are hurt. But I had this horrible cold dread all over me in that moment that if he turned and saw me, saw us, saw the expression on my face, that he would have to shoot me because my face said, I saw what you did. It was the most terrifying moment of my entire life. I felt perched between utter peril and life the breathing, screaming life in my arms. Would he turn that little gun on us? Somehow, incredibly, miraculously, amazingly, as though the pull of investigating the crying so close to him was suddenly overwhelmed by his desire to get the fuck out of Dodge, he puts his gun in his pocket, exits through the gate, runs across the street, jumps the across-the-street neighbor's fence, and disappears. In my haste to get us to safety, I ended up smacking my kid's head on the wall as I tried to get us back inside. I'm sorry, baby. And freaking out, I pulled all the curtains shut, locked the doors, then spent 10 minutes getting put on hold by 911. When the cops did arrive, I gave them my eyewitness account and my neighbor, who had been about to take her trash out and saw it all as well, gave the same account. They caught the guy that he was shooting at but they never caught the shooter that I saw. Like I said, it still sends chills down my spine. What if he were to come back? What if those bullets had struck my toddler, running towards the shooter? A little girl was recently killed in the exact same way at a park that we frequent, sprayed with bullets from a gun battle in the middle of the day, in the middle of a playground. 
It makes me sick to my stomach, and I'm not even sure that I want to live in the city or country anymore.